This is the only human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. According to police figures, there are about 6,000 sexual assault crimes, including rapes, reported every year in Queensland. Sexual assaults are one of the most un- underreported of crimes, so the true figures are likely to be much higher. Today on the show, we are talking to Sia, Carlin, Ellie, and Alana from the Lorraine Claim The Night. Hello and welcome. Hi. 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 So, Sia, can you tell us about the history of Reclaim the Night worldwide? Sure.、Um, well, what's interesting to start with the history is that we don't actually have a lot of recorded history about Reclaim the Night. Oh.、Um, an author, Finn Mackay, published a book in 2015.、Um, Precisely about that, and that's called Radical Feminist Feminist Activism in Movement. And she lists the history of Reclaim the Night as basically starting in Brussels, Belgium, and it was an International Women's Day conference, and the conference was on International Tribunal on Crimes Against Women. And there were 40 delegates、um, from different countries around the world that came along and were absolutely outraged when they heard the, you know, the global snapshot of various bloody ways which patriarchal governance impacts on women's bodies. So, that, the very last day of the conference, I think it was something more than 2,000 women、uh, took to the streets of Brussels to protest it. After that, in the, the year after that, in Rome, there was another.、Um, March against violence against women, and、um, subsequently, countries all over the world started marching. But the first official Reclaim the Night. Okay, so we're talking about the first official Reclaim the Night,、uh, which started in Leeds in、uh, the UK. And、um, that started from quite a prominent、uh, feminist activism,、um, a number of events.、Um, In the north of England, yes,、yeah, so a number of events were held primarily against the Yorkshire Ripper. And Reclaim the Night was a great opportunity to start that protest. So I don't know if many of you know the story of that. is The police basically told、uh, women that they needed to stay off the streets for their own safety because their lives are in danger. But men, of course, weren't told that. So women went out and protested. And that, that started it off, that kicked it off. So, we had in the US the year after 5,000 women in 30 states marched, and they, they called it Take Back the Night. In Australia, we started in 1979, and that started in Melbourne's first rape crisis centre, and also in Brisbane in the late 90s. So, the organisation that I work for, which is Brisbane Rape and Incest Survivors Support Centre,、uh, based in Women's House,、um, Has been involved in the RTN movement, a community movement,、um, since the late, the late 70s and until now. So, you know, we're there to support the collective,、um, although it is a community organisation. So, what is planned for this year's Reclaim the Night?、Um, so, this year we're actually planning to have a number of performances. By survivors,、um, including a women's theatre group, Fired Up Women.、Uh, we also have Ministers Shannon Fentiman and Ros Bates coming to share, I guess, in terms of what's happening in the political landscape around the Victims of Crime Act,、um, waiting for some changes to be proclaimed there. There is also some changes to DV laws that were pr- proposed back in February this year. So we're looking forward to hearing what's happening in that space. Other than that, 
um, sharing stories of survivors. And when it comes to what Reclaim the Night is all about and looking at bringing social change, it's just really important. We're wanting to change behaviours, we're wanting to change attitudes and perceptions and the social norms that come from living in a rape culture. So we want to change the values and the culture that's there. And Reclaim the Night's all about raising awareness telling stories and giving survivors a voice. And also that it's not just about individuals, it's not something that happens to individual women. It's something that is a structural issue, that we are living in a rape culture, that this is something that affects uh, vulnerable people and women and it's perpetrated by male pattern violence. So who can come and who can't? And for those who don't know, why is it a women's only event? Okay, well, women's space, it's really important to have women's space because as an oppressed class, our voices aren't often heard. And particularly with sexual violence, um, we're not often believed and we don't often believe ourselves. So there's a lot of victim blaming, there's a lot of self-blame and there's also a situation where, you know, we don't get to speak out. And so this is a chance for women to unite in solidarity together. And this also includes uh, non-binary folk um, and children. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's people that are oppressed by by male culture. Yeah. On that, just a note, we do welcome allies to attend the rally. So, um, but we are keeping the march to being for women, children and gender non-conforming folk. So where and when does Reclaim the Night take place and how do listeners find out more? Okay, so you can um, have a look on our Facebook page and we've also got a website. But for those of you that don't have social media or an internet, it's on the 27th of October. The rally starts at 6 o'clock, the march starts at 7, where, as you know, we're going to have speakers. And for those of you that are really wanting to become involved, we really would love some volunteers. So please give us a call. Um, And... um I wanted to hear your stories as well. I hear we have some personal experiences. Yes, a topic that we're going to be focusing on during the rally is reporting to police and the difficulties surrounding that. Uh, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and have just started with my first step in reporting. My experiences were not positive ones. They left me um, anxious for days, heightening my um, complex PTSD symptoms such as not being able to sleep and um, and questioning myself and my experiences. I so often hear from other survivors. Uh, I'm very passionate about changing the process with police and hoping that one day we'll have social workers available present every time that we um, do report and that the police receive training as I felt interrogated um, like I was the perpetrator um, my boundaries weren't respected and this was just in one phone call so I've had to sort of it puts my it, it puts um, my healing behind and mm-hmm. and it does um, so often I've also reported to um, victims of crime New South Wales which has also put my healing behind. It's not proactive in um, having closure. It's actually re-traumatising. I've heard that a lot. It seems to be quite common in the system that that speaking to the police is a backward step for everybody. It's always it always seems to go badly. I haven't heard many good experiences. Unless oh yeah, unless the outcome in the end is that they are trialed. I mean, it's always 
a win and lose, even even having compensation for your sexual abuse. For me, that was another traumatising event, having that money there. Not, you know, like, where does that... What do you do with that? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's not a good, a positive thing. You um, have that association it, with it. Yeah, yeah, but it is some closure. But I can't imagine the women that, that don't get that recognition when they do go through the court system because most... Uh, I don't know the figures. Do you know the figures about um, oh. about n- like once you report it actually going to court? Oh, going all the way yeah. through to That's sexual like assaults resulting in an actual conviction. I believe are quite low. Yeah. The lowest yeah. of every every crime. I yeah, yeah, I yeah. went to a symposium uh, last week. I think it was about the sexual assault and the law, and something like fifteen percent of sexual mm-hmm. assaults are reported to police, and then something like less less than less than twelve. percent altogether of that 15% actually get to a trial and get an outcome yeah. a positive yeah. well, you know uh, okay. some kind of conviction yeah yeah um, I'm also a survivor of childhood sexual assault I'm also a woman that's from probably five generations of women that have experienced um, domestic and family violence and um, becoming a parent myself and then wanting to see that cycle break has been a huge journey for me um, because I became a parent and had a daughter and then I had this moment where I went, this just has to be enough. I'm remembering what happened to myself, to my mother, my grandmother, and who knows beyond that. It's just such a cycle to be broken and then the silencing that happens and the blaming that happens makes it really, really difficult to step up, um, to speak up. So we really would love to see more support for people that are coming forward with valid claims my family's exactly the same it's happened over generations and once it happens Mm. once to um a survivor it it, it, then the the chances of it occurring again and again Mm. heighten as well so it's yeah yeah, an epidemic thank you so much for talking to us today ladies Mm. um this sounds like it could be a real healing event for people as well as helping with policy Mm. even coming on the radio so thank you yes (laughs) thanks you are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and Set Digital on DAB Plus radios. You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.